variety of topics to help you profitably grow your Amazon store. Be your own boss, set your own hours, get rich quick. I'm sure you've heard this before. Nothing comes easy, but with Amazon FBA's launch, supercharge the process to grow a sustainable, scalable, and profitable FBA business right now. Get personalized one-on-one -on -one coaching, daily online arbitrage leads lists, assistance with ungating, seller central account feedback, and much more. Visit fbaprofits.us and click FBA launch to learn more. Hi, welcome to FBA Profits. My name is Leland. I am Zumi. Hi, Leland. Hey, buddy. I was, Hi. you just told me something and then I went to go look. Apparently, we have not done a standalone podcast for the buy box. I was surprised too. 60 something of these things. And I know we've talked about this subject multiple times. But we don't have one episode on probably the most critical part of being an Amazon seller. Yes, it, it, this is what you call uh, falling through the cracks. <laughs> you can blame <laughs> me. I'll take this one. That's okay. <laughs> I know we're both busy. So today we're going to talk about, of course, the buy box, which is a huge part. I mean, even if you're not an Amazon seller, you're clicking that thing if you're buying anything on Amazon. And if you dig into the statistics, it's 80%, if not more, of the sales on Amazon are done through that buy box. Regardless of what those other sale, uh, sellers are doing, people love hitting that buy box. Yeah, it's uh, for, for, for anybody that doesn't know what the buy box is, it's, it's basically that buy now button, uh, right? That whether you're in your, um, on your phone or you're on a desktop, um, on the desktop, it's just that they call it the buy box because on the right-hand side, there's that box uh, with the buy now uh, button on it. On your phone, is just the buy now button. Um, last uh, stats that came out of there, over 82% of all sales happen on that buy box. Um, the number one filter for Amazon buyers is the prime filter. Um, so... Um, having having the buy box is important. Uh, it's it's extremely crucial, especially if you're doing FBA. So uh, so let's say you're you're do, you're you're on the program. You're doing Seller Central. You're you're all in on FBA. So now your focus is trying to get that buy box, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I know we've talked about this part because there's an algorithm that Amazon has running in the background for each of the sellers. So regardless if there's two or 20 sellers of that particular product, Amazon's running that algorithm against all of those sellers and awarding the buy box uh, up to what, every 15 minutes? Uh, it, it can change every two minutes. Uh, two repricers minutes. can change every five to 15 minutes. Um, but the buy box can change very, very fast. But usually every two minutes it can, it can change. So of course the next logical question is I'm selling, I want the buy box. How am I gonna get it? Right. Well, the, the reason why Amazon has the buy box, uh, they created it so that uh, they could give their customers the best possible value for their money, which means that they wanna, they wanna pr put those sellers on there that can pro promise the best balance of a good high seller rating and performance and a low price so that it's it's sort of the 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 sweet spot of 
the best of the best that Amazon can provide for a for their customers. And they are customer centric, so everything they do is for the customer for the most part when it comes to the buying experience. And the buy box was specifically designed for that. Um, and what Amazon did was, the, and they're always tweaking the algorithm. But the buy box is a the buy box algorithm is a is a deeply guarded algorithm, and no one outside of the, the Amazon team really knows about it, but over the years, we have um, come to understand sort of what are the main points and, and the main criteria that this algorithm really uh, likes and, and really takes into account. And uh, we can just dive right into it right now. Um, the most important one pre-COVID was uh, FBA. You have to have, you, if, the, if, you had, if you weren't selling uh, fulfillment by Amazon, um, the chances of you getting the buy box were very low. Because of COVID and into 2021, Amazon did update their algorithm a little bit so that um, merchant fulfilled sellers were also getting the buy box on an equal rotation uh, as FBM sellers because they just got inundated. Um, Amazon just couldn't keep up with all the orders, couldn't keep up with all the products that were being sent into them by sellers. So they gave uh, merchant fulfilled sellers uh, an equal uh, time rotation within uh, within the buy box. It's uh, I, I think that going into 2022 and beyond, um, Amazon slowly is going to start taking that back away and moving back into FBA because they make more money when you are using FBA than FBM, and they won't, and they control the customer experience better, um, and they can make sure that their brand doesn't get uh, really uh, you know that doesn't doesn't get uh, hurt by uh, merchant fulfilled sellers who are not really vetted that uh, you know uh, as well. And I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna write a note because that prediction that you're making right there kind of flies in the face of some of the solutions that we're looking forward to with FBM. So that's a really interesting thought, and in a, in another episode, another podcast, you and I are gonna definitely dig into that because I want to know more about your thoughts. Well, I think I think 2020 and 2021, what it taught us is that FBM needs to be a strategy for any Amazon seller. We can't just solely rely on FBA because we saw that in those two years, granted that it was you know once in a lifetime type uh, issues, worldwide issues that caused it. Um, but there are, but but there, there was anybody that was able to pivot into FBA was able to realize a, a significant increase in sales and profitability uh, compared to those who were just sending an FBA and waiting for their shipments to be checked in. So. Um, the FBM part of it is definitely something that if you are in this business for the long term, uh, you want to have a backup strategy for it. Um, and uh, 2022, still FBM sellers are still getting a significant rotation in the buy box. So um, you want to be part of that. If you're not able to send in inventory because of storage volumes or whatnot, but Amazon just uh, in late December announced that they're opening up their storage volume restrictions um, be, because they've been able to catch up on the backlog that COVID caused for them. So uh, with that announcement, it's a lot easier now to sort of put more focus towards FBA uh, than FBM. But you definitely, as a long-term seller on Amazon, you want to have FBM as a, as, a, uh, as a backup or a secondary strategy. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to throw the the tangent into this because I I, I think there's a deeper discussion to have there. But uh, we're 
I'll, I'll try to pull you back from, for, I'll, I'll throw you field and then I'll try to pull you back into the, into the buy box. So before FBA was a huge criteria or a, a major, a significant part of that weight on the algorithm, maybe less so right now as they're trying to get caught up and rely on merchants to fulfill some of the orders. And I think I'm dancing around in the, the number one, right? I mean, this, this is, I, I think, I think we both know, and probably a lot of people know, as you drop your price, suddenly you're selling more and it's probably because you won the buy box. Correct. But before we even get there, just to sort of, um, Recap, um, the, the, the buy box eligibility is uh, something that not el- all sellers um, are eligible to sell on the buy- in the buy box. There are specific criteria that you have to have in order to, uh, to be able to get or to be able to have that buy box eligible tag next to that inventory or that product that you're selling. So it's important to keep your metrics up. It's important to keep a lot of the, you know, you want, you want to ma- make sure that uh, your your order defect rate and and your negative feedbacks and, uh, and 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 NCX ratings all of those things are as low as possible because um, Amazon's algorithm does look at all of those to see to make to con- to confirm whether or not you're buy box eligible on any specific products. Um, also, it's important to note that the buy box we're talking about is solely for new items. It's not for secondhand used, collectible, used as new, any of those stuff. There's a completely separate buy box for used items. So what we're talking about is specifically for new items. So if you do sell, let's say used books or collectibles or whatnot, um, the, the, there's a separate buy box for those. And the traffic that goes to them are, are generally a lot less than the traffic that goes to the new buy box. And then also you want to make sure that you have stock in, in inventory. Um, if you're backordered, generally you're not going to get the buy box. Sometimes if there's no other offers, they'll put you up. Or if your price is really low, they'll put you up. But um, for the most part, you want to make sure you have stock in inventory in order to get the buy box. So with those things sort of out of the way, the number one, uh, the, the number one, um, way to get the buy box after being, you know, selling FBA um, is your fully landed price or, or your landed price is what they call it. The lower you are, the higher your chances of getting the buy box. Um, and that's it. The lower your prices, um, as an example, let's say Leland and I both have two different accounts and we are selling on Amazon um, and we're selling the exact same product. I have my price at $20. Leon has his price at $20. Um, we're exactly, you know, we have, each of us have 20 units in, in stock. So who, who then gets the buy box? Because we're both at the same price. I can lower my price and try to get the buy box away from him. But if, let's say 20 is my minimum and 20 is his minimum. Amazon then goes to the seller metrics. Your performance metrics compare, my performance metrics compared to Leland. So if I have... Um, a three-star rating as a seller and Leland has a five-star rating as a seller, he's going to get the buy box more often. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to get it, right? The buy box box rotation happens every every sale or every few sales. So um, if somebody comes in and purchase a product from Leland at $20 um, and now he has 19 units, because his metrics are higher, he's going to stay in there for maybe one or two more sales and then Amazon's going to put me in. 
and I might only get one sale before then they rotate me out and put Leland back on there. Um, so the, the landed price is important. If you want to win the buy box, you want to try to keep your metrics up, but also have the lowest, lowest price. And I appreciate you taking the step back and going to sort of the, the health of the account, which I was le- le- leading to. But yeah, it being the experienced seller also has a major factor in the, what your reviews look like. And of course, the, the star rating, all of that. And appreciate you giving me the five and you the three in your example. <laughs> I, I definitely noticed that. And there's uh, as a seller, that's a great feeling, too, when you get into that buy box, because you start seeing, at least in my experience with what we have, things move quickly. It's very exciting. And then you kind of fall out. And I don't know about you, then my mind starts working. How, how, how am I going to uh, garner this more and more? And uh, we've talked uh, at length about like what other services you can jump into. How do you do it? And there's really, in my opinion, there's not one thing like you can't just, there's not one, uh, I know you're going to do with disagree with me. I can see you looking at me right now. There's not one application. There's not one service that guarantees you this. Um, and and I, I know what you're going to say, but there are ways for you to work on your reviews. There are ways to work on your account health. And to me, I think that's the one that might take us as sellers the most effort. And I, I know what you're going to say, price in that competition on price and, you know, take it away. I know where you're going with this. And I agree with you, but I I think that's one factor of maybe two or three in trying to keep up with your buy box uh, experience. So um, the, 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 from an FBA buy box experience, um, you know, prices is, is extremely important. It's, it's the hands down, the number one uh, way to get the buy box. And, if you're going to be, if you know that the price is the, the, the biggest reason why you would get the buy box, then your next step would be, how can I make sure that my price is, my product is continuously repriced so that I continue to get the buy box? Um, and that's where the, uh, a third-party repricer comes in. Um, those are you know, third-party repricers. Um, there's a lot of good ones. There's a few bad ones. Um, but um, th- they are the ones, you know, the ones, especially the ones that are um, AI powered. Um, the rule-based rule-based re- uh, repricers work well as well, but generally speaking, they reprice every 15 minutes. Um, the, so what you want, what you ideally want, is if you have a large enough uh, inventory of products in your Amazon Seller Central account, um, you want to have an AI-based um, algorithm repricer that reprices every two to five minutes. Um, and most AI-based algorithms um, do reprice every five minutes or so, or as fast as Amazon allows them to, which is between two to five minutes. Um, so what, what happens is with these repricers, every single time that you are in the buy box, then this AI sees, all right, you, you have the buy box. The next highest person is five cents above you. All right, so I'm going to try to the next go round when Amazon allows me to send data in, I'm going to raise your price by a penny. See if you can keep the buy box. If when we get the information back, are you still on the buy box? If you are, all right, let's raise the price another penny. And then as soon as you lose the buy box, then the rule kicks in and it drops it so that the next time it sends information into Amazon, it lowers your price so that you get the buy box again. 
And each time it does this, it learns. It, it knows who the competitor was. It knows how that competitor reacted to the prices going up or the prices coming down. And the more you compete against the same other sellers, against the same competitors, the more this AI is supposed to learn from each time that it reprices so that in the future, it minimizes the chances of you losing the buy box to that competitor. Um, it's a pretty in, intense and insane thing to, to actually talk about, uh, but that's, that's the power of AI. Um, it's machine learning. It learns from the habits um, of other things that are within its, its domain, within its, its realm. And uh, for Amazon repricers, it's all the other sellers. It's how Amazon's algorithm uh, rotates the buy box between different sellers. So if you have um, a large enough inventory, it would definitely warrant uh, an, an investment in a third-party repricer. I mean, we use Be Cool, uh, but there's a couple of other good ones there as well. Um, and that that would give you the the best chance um, at winning the buy box. Yeah, and the the, the repricer we've we've covered that. We have <clears throat> previous episodes where we cover Be Cool. We have previous episodes where we talk about repricers. If you're new to the FBA game and and the business. The Amazon's got one that's built in <clears throat> that's just fine as long as your inventory is not deep. But as you as you mentioned, as you grow, that need becomes greater and greater. And um, you know, we talk to the guys at Be Cool a lot, and they are and others are using that aggregate of data, all of their clients. So if you're going to go that route and spend that kind of money on a repricer, and I know you've suggested it make sure it's an AI based one and make sure that you talk to somebody there, or at least have some interaction where you understand how big their client pool is. Cause that's important. If it's just me and Zuby and we're getting the data back and forth on each other, that's not a big range of products, but if we can expand that out to a thousand, 10,000, a hundred thousand clients, all of those people selling and all of those products and all of those categories, it's a lot of data points for the computer to use. And the, that model will learn much faster and be more accurate. Right. But and, and on the but on the same token, that they also even if it's not a client of theirs, they will they will look at a seller and the seller ID of, of any pro any uh, product that you're repricing that they're in const constantly. So what that means is, let's say um, I'm a be cool repricing client and Leland, you're not, but we're competing against the same uh, against each other on the same product. Well, they're gonna make a notation of your seller account of your seller ID, and each time that we compete, they are gonna learn about how whatever repricer you're using, whether it's Amazon's or another third party, um, or you're doing it manually, how that that is impacting my ability to get the buy box. And the more it reprices against you, the more it's gonna learn. So the 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 in in theory and and what it's supposed to do is the less the chances of you getting the Bible box right. and more chances of me getting the Bible box. So it's, it's really powerful. Yeah. I wasn't trying to indicate that the data is limited only to the activities of the clients. My, my statement was more, the more clients to have the more activity of their analysis of your being their clients accounts, which is where the learning is happening. They, they, exactly. they need those data points of, if I tweak it this way, what happens? And that on, the feedback only comes from their client base. I can look at what the market's doing all I want, but I need to be able to serve up, you know, if I'm running that AI to my clients. So good, good, valid point for sure, though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, another, another good point on this topic is um, 
availability of products, right? You want to make sure that you are continuously sending in products that are selling well um, so that you continue getting the buy box. Um, Amazon does not like it when your fast selling products go out of stock. So, I mean, we've done episodes on our, um, on our uh, flywheel strategy. Um, it's definitely uh, extremely important. And, and Amazon's algorithm gives uh, a much higher uh, rating to a seller that has, let's say, 200 units as opposed to a seller that has 20 units. Um, the, the seller with the 200 units are going to get the buy box a lot more. And it, it, it makes sense if you think about it, because Amazon is trying to give the buyer the best experience, meaning the lowest price. And so if I have 200 and Leland has 20 units I'm, and we're competing at the exact same price level, I'm going to get the buy box more because Amazon doesn't want Leland to run out of inventory. And then my repricer reprices it up to the next highest competitor. It wants Leland to be competing against me for as long as possible, keeping the price low. So when it's just the two of us and the next per person is, let's say, at $25, they're not going to let Leland just get the buy box, sell out his 20, and then my my, I'd raise my price up to $24.99 and compete at the next level. So when the buy box rotation time comes, I will probably get it between seven to 10 times, seven to 10 times longer than Leland would because I have 10x inventory than he does. So it, the more inventory you have, if you are competing on the lowest price and everything else is equal, uh, the longer you're going to get the buy box. I'm starting to feel better that we're going to have a standalone episode just on the buy box. I think at our next monthly meetup, this will probably be one of the, maybe one of the things we lead in with. Um, our last one, we had a lot of newer people. So I would imagine this would be uh, first and foremost on their mind other than setting up the account. Not to get off topic, but I've heard so many really good things about that meetup. I'm glad we, we're doing them. Yeah, it's me too. Uh, you know, for our second one, it was really strong turnout and lots of participation. And I, I think we went over by, I mean, a half hour. So, uh, and I don't, if we didn't stop it, maybe it would have kept going. I, I'm not sure, but uh, a lot of good activity there. So yeah, thank you for your continued efforts and putting that together. And um, so buy box, did we cover everything? What have we missed? Is there, I mean, I mean, it's not. There's, there's a few other things that I think we should definitely talk about, although they might not be as, um, as prevalent for most sellers, uh, especially FBA sellers. But um, if, um, if you're an FBM seller, um, you know, you're still getting the buy box. Or if you are limited on how many units you can send in and you, you're doing both FBA and FBM on the same product, um, some, of the, some of the key factors you want to keep in mind when uh, that Amazon is going to look at in order to determine if your product is going to be buy box eligible, <coughs> if you are as a seller buy box eligible, um, because it's important that your FBM ratings don't fall too, too far because it could impact your FBA ratings as well. Uh, but some of these things include order defect rate. Uh, you don't want um, you know, any negative feedback rate. You don't want that to be too high. Uh, there are ways to get the negative feedbacks removed for the most part. Um, you don't want too many A to Z uh, claims against you. Um, and you definitely don't want too many service chargebacks against you. Um, you want to have- no, wait, 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 that was lingo. 
Yeah, that was lingo. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry. Slow that down, you know. <laughs> what, what, that, was, that was like a concatenated, abbreviated, insider-only phrase. Let's slow that down. Uh, yeah, all right. Good catch. <laughs> they, they weren't acronyms, but good catch. No, not <laughs> acronyms, but those were like all pressed together. Yes. All right. So negative feedback rate. A negative feedback rate is your rating, basically. Um, there's two different kinds of ratings that you get on Amazon. One is product rating. One's a seller rating. Uh, as uh, OA and wholesale sellers, we are not really concerned about product ratings. We're just concerned about seller uh, ratings and seller feedback. Um, for the most part, if you get a negative seller feedback that has to do with product, price, or shipping, Amazon will remove it. Um, because especially if you're doing FBA. Uh, because Amazon does your shipping, so they're responsible for making sure that there's nothing negative, uh, that there's not a negative experience by the customer receiving your products. Um, if it's a pricing issue that has nothing to do with um, with you as a, as a seller, um, and um, uh, if it's a product issue, that's you know the product itself. Uh, what they care about is how you as a seller, you know, if if, the, if it's like the bottle came broken or um, this was supposed to be polybag, but it wasn't. Um, if it's a seller, it has to be seller specific for them to really uh, not remove it and remove a negative one. So, uh, but you you don't want a ne high negative. You want your negative. You want your seller feedback rating to be over ninety percent. Did that make sense? Absolutely. All right. A to Z guarantee claims. Um, a to Z guarantee claims are for merchant fulfilled orders. If you are a merchant fulfilled seller. Um, then Amazon provides an A to Z guarantee to the buyer um, that they will receive their products within the time, time frame that you have indicated you'd be shipping those products to. So if you don't, if they don't get it, they can file, instead of asking for a refund, they can just file an A to Z claim with Amazon. Amazon will give them a refund and then they will give you a chance to appeal that claim. Um, and if you appeal and you win the, the appeal, then they will charge them back and give you your funds. Otherwise, it's going to stay on your account for 60 days. And then um, service chargebacks are if uh, a customer buys something from you and then they say they never got it and they stop payment on it with their credit card. Um, they, they submit a service chargeback for it. So Amazon really doesn't like those. Um, they're not very it doesn't happen that often because for the most part, Amazon will refund them before they um, do a service chargeback. If, they, if, you, if, they, if you're selling FBM and somebody requests a refund and you deny it, then that service chargeback could happen. Good. Thanks for slowing down. That last bit, you had said all three of those as little tiny abbreviations and I wanted to make sure it was really clear. And I know that's FBM. So if, if you're listening, you're watching and you're new, just to really quickly recap, if you're trying, you know, buy box is going to be critically important for you to grab to move your inventory. To be able to do that, you have to watch the health of the account and build it well. So that's positive reviews, make sure your shipping's tight and have uh, enough stock. You can implement and go look and learn on our flywheel, which should help with making sure you have inventory on the replenishables. And then your pricing is going to be a critical factor in making sure you can get in the buy box if you're doing FBA. Um, so you're going to watch your pricing and as you begin to grow, you're going to start to explore the, the wonderful world of repricers and in the description for, uh, our video and our, our cast, um, I'll put the link to be cool. They are an affiliate of ours and we, we use them 
pretty much exclusively and uh, they do a great job. Um, anything else you want to throw into? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's important to also uh, mention, especially for, for newer sellers, um, there is a thing called uh, the buy box suppression. So um, if you, there are times when you will go on a, on a listing on Amazon um, and you go on the website and there is no buy box. All it says is see all buying options. Mm -hmm. That means that the buy box is suppressed. Uh, what that means is that Amazon's algorithms um, feel that the, the customer can get a better price um, elsewhere. And it's important to note that Amazon's algorithm doesn't just track the prices of similar products on Amazon. They actually track the prices of the same product and similar products on pretty much all of the major e-commerce selling marketplaces and platforms outside of Amazon. And if you are a third-party reseller who also sells on different marketplaces, they Amazon's algorithm checks your store on Walmart, on eBay, on wherever else you're selling. And if you're selling the exact same pro product at a lower price and that other platform than you are on Amazon, Amazon's not going to give you the buy box and they're going to maybe even suppress the buy box if everybody's prices are high of all the sellers that are on that listing. So if the buy box is, is suppressed, um, nobody's getting the buy box. Uh, it's sales will generally uh, drop uh, because like, like we said earlier, 82%, over 82% of all sales happen in the buy box. So if the buy box isn't there, it kind of um, detracts buyers from actually clicking. There's no buy now. You have to go through and look at all the, all the different sellers and that kind of, it, it dissuades um, buyers. It, it, they, they move on to the next uh, product usually. So um, it's important to, to, to know that, to understand that, and then to also have a strategy for it. Um, every single reprice, or, uh, most repricers have, um, you, you can set a rule for um, buy for when the buy box is suppressed so that um, your repricer continues repricing because most rules that you use in your which your repricer um, is set to compete against anyone in the buy box and to win you the buy box so if there is no buy box and the only rule you have is that it's gonna it only it, it's gonna reprice based on what the buy box is doing your repricer stops repricing that item so uh, you need to make sure that you have a secondary rule in place um, that is going to compete with the lowest price um, of that product, which that has nothing to do with the re with the buy box. It has to do with whoever is the lowest price. And certain uh, repricers are more um, uh, robust than others, so they allow you to compete with the lowest FBA price. Uh, a priced seller as opposed to the lowest price seller, which is usually a merchant fulfilled or FBM seller. Uh, but it's important to have that strategy in there because if you are selling on a listing where the buy box gets suppressed, you still want to get the sales and you still want to compete uh, with whoever else is selling on there. You don't want your repricer just to sort of shut it off and wait until Amazon's algorithm thinks that the price has come to a level where they can give the buy box back on that product. I think that's it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time <laughs> and I feel better that we now have a proper FBA, FBM, I only got an Amazon buy box episode. 
It's funny, I talk about the buy box so much on so many different platforms, whether it's our webinars or our meetups or, or other, you know, uh, where I'm guest, uh, where, where I'm a guest at different other meetups or, or podcasts or whatnot. And it was just, it was funny because I was going through our list because um, I wanted to share our uh, uh, the buy box podcast with one of our clients and one, two, three, four, five, five, 50, 60. There's not a single one that is on a buy, on the buy box. Well, it, may, it makes me wonder if there's other topics that maybe we've covered and it's it's part of a piece that 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 we need to talk about that needs this kind of tension and focus. That's a good 20, 25 minute discussion, really rounding out all the nuances and learning all these different aspects, not only the core part of it, if you're new or you know uh, intermediate. Um, so I invite anybody watching or listening you know, give us feedback. Let us know if there's something that maybe we keep touching on and it's a topic you really want to know about. And I, I'm starting to see that in our meetups. I'm hearing a lot of discussions that I think you and I, the topic we take for granted, but probably need to break that piece off and just let it be its own self uh, um, sustained some sitting, you know, podcast or YouTube or whatever, but mm-hmm. just get that information out there. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we always love feedback. So any kind of feedback, comments, suggestions, anything that you'd want us to do. Uh, I mean, we've, we've talked about we just, we're, we're trying to do as much as we can to be of as much uh, as, as great of a service to our clients as possible. I mean, we, we were talking about uh, we just did a poll about maybe putting together a new service where we train people on roadshows and, and how to find wholesale accounts going to different roadshows and whatnot so you know if if it if, the, if you're listening to this and you have any suggestions on something that might help you um better understand and, and better navigate the amazon world throw us a comment shoot us an email come to our facebook page put a put a post up there uh, we're pretty responsive and not only responsive look this is something i'm seeing in the meetup and i love these moments somebody you know raises the question, raises their hand in the discussion or whatever, and they say something and there's a bunch of other people nodding. So sometimes I know I think like I'm supposed to know it, or maybe I can go look at it online or what have you. And I'm really digging the, and this is not a plug for the meetups. It's just, I think we're still really excited about what's going down over there. Um, Other people with a little bit more experience than you, or maybe a lot more experience than you can say what the, their experience was. And Zuby has a certain set of experience as do I, but then there's this larger group and you'll see within the groups, whether you post it to us or other people, the feedback you're going to get is going to be um, informative and it, it, somebody's going to be speaking directly to you in a way that you're going to hear. And um, so it's not only just for Zuby and I, so that we create content, it's really so that you can get to a solution that absolutely works for you in this world at every level of experience. Yeah, and one, one of the best surprises out of our meetups has been that I've gotten so much feedback from different um, clients who have said that people that they don't know that are not part of our sort of immediate uh, universe um, are direct messaging them and asking them questions about what's working for them because they're in a, in a similar, you know, our client has just sort of passed that phase one of Amazon seller. You know, they just six months into it, a year into it, um, their, their sales are finally sort of stabilizing and things are becoming more automated and they mention something like that at the, on, on the meetup and then somebody direct messages them and then they start going back and forth. And a week later, they come back to me and say, Hey, so this person just keeps on ask, asking this question and they now want to talk to you about something for sure. Let's set up a call. 
So it's it's really great to see that community building within our community. So now that we've totally gone off yeah. track from our, <laughs> this is like the old days. But it never happens with us. This right? is like episode <laughs> one through 25. Um, yeah, post your questions. Uh, if it's buy box related, let us know feedback. Tell us if there's something that interests you. Clearly we have blind spots on topics and we really want to talk to you guys about just about anything. So post it up. Let's see it. Thank you for your time today, buddy. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for listening to the FBA Profits. Keep up to date with news, events, and all things FBA on their website fbaprofits.us 